0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach podcast where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 47 of the Communication Coach. Hope you're well, having a great, and a great week, whatever you might be doing. And today's podcast is titled, How Saying the Right Thing Isn't Always Saying the Right Thing. So that's a bit of a complicated title. So let me just explain what I meant by that. So I was thinking about how to title this podcast. I'm not great at coming up with the, I'm not a marketing sort of person by nature and I'm not great sometimes at coming up with the right title for the podcast. So How saying the right thing isn't always the right thing to say. I wanted to talk about today about when you are in a dark place or you know somebody who's having lots of challenges in their lives and you try to say the right thing, but often you get a pushback from that other person. And I was just going to explain why you might get that pushback, what happens emotionally, what happens to the brain and to the body, and how we can become aware of this ourselves so that sometimes we don't try and say the right thing and then get rebuked and, and feel a bit hurt because we, we were just offering support and understanding. I'm going to give you a personal example and I'm going to give you an example from my days as a negotiator. So my personal example is on Sunday, the Sunday just gone. It's the 13th of February today, 2019. But on this Sunday just gone, I had a very dark day. It was a day when I couldn't shift a very heavy mood. Quite a lot of things had happened this week that have been particularly challenging. And I honestly was struggling, struggling to find a way through. Now, I don't know if any of you out there can relate to this, but what generally happens in my mind... Um, and even though I know it's happening, there are days when I can't shake it. And, and Sunday was one of those days. So generally what happens when I have lots of challenges is I get this little voice inside my head that starts to question my ability, starts to question whether I am good enough at what I'm doing or actually can I do it? Or are you just making a fool of yourself, Nick? It says all those negative things it, it's like the demons that chip away at your self-confidence sometimes hopefully some of you can relate to this it, it's the voice that questions you it's not the voice that packs you on the back and says well danny done a great job today well hey it's that one that really brings you down that, that starts to interfere with how you're feeling starts to interfere with how you see yourself and doesn't allow you the opportunity to see wider than the situation you're in so often when we become in a challenging situation or we we become all encompassed in it and by that i mean we internalize a lot of our thoughts which then creates our feelings which then will reflect in how we behave and how we communicate with others so my communication and my behavior on sunday was not great um, I'd have probably been better off locked in a room uh, just to sort my way through things but <laughs> obviously you can't do that when you when you live with a family and now it wasn't because I, I wanted to be rude to anybody especially not the people I love and care about and also I always find this fascinating that you know when we are in those dark places or we are struggling with something or we are using words and behavior to communicate a frustration or an anger or or whatever might be going on for us. It's the people that we love and cherish the most are the people that we generally use that behaviour on. Now, I'm not saying any of that's right at all. I'm just reflecting on how it certainly is in my life. Hopefully, some of you can relate to that. Otherwise, I'm going to have that challenge of it just being me. (laughs) And when I shared this before, I've had, you know, nods. and, And I think most of us can appreciate, if not understand, where i might be coming from on that you know so we take our frustrations out on other people rightly or wrongly and generally those people that we love the most so i know that i am very emotionally driven i know that i can over catastrophize something so if i have a few challenges i my mind will build that up and now most of the time i can grab hold of those thoughts and i can move forward with them and sometimes even enjoy the challenge but there are just times when I it just all becomes a little bit much you know when you want to bury your head in the sand when you just want to pull that duvet cover over you and just go do you know what I don't want to get up today I don't want to have to face this I don't want to have to think about it I don't want to have to deal with it and often that's driven by the fear of the unknown because you're out of your comfort zone but we also know the only way for us to grow as human beings is to be out of our comfort zone to push ourselves to challenge ourselves and then through those new experiences we can learn and we can grow as a person and develop and then hopefully share those experiences with with others like i am doing here today on this podcast so that others might understand how they are working how their reactions drive their behaviors and their communications so Hopefully you can relate to what I've said there about taking it out on other people. And hopefully you can also relate to having those days where it is very difficult. It is a challenge. It is hard because we are all, all, all humans driven by emotions. We all have emotions and it's just about learning to funnel those emotions and learning what makes you tick and what doesn't. So when I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and somebody says to me a phrase like so here in the UK, we have great phrases to try and lift people's spirits. You know, we say, um, oh, it'll all be brighter tomorrow or oh, there's somebody a lot worse off than you or um, oh, you'll get through it. You'll get over it or they don't deserve you anyway. So just move on. And we say sentences to help other people And yet most of the time what happens is because we've taken them away from their agenda, from their thought processes, we'll get a pushback and we'll get an angry reaction from that. So in this example, when my partner was saying to me, "Oh, it'll be okay. see, it's a challenge. I'm like, I just want to scream. What? What are you saying to me? I don't want to hear that. I'm not ready to hear that. I'm not lit, and I, I'll switch out and I'll stop listening, or I'll get angry and more frustrated and I'll walk away. Now, another example of this is when I remember negotiating with somebody in crisis, and it was a very early on in my days of dealing with somebody. Um, I was quite an an inexperienced negotiator still learning and i am still learning now even like 11 years on i constantly learn about people and and how to communicate with them and what what works and what doesn't work and and i i always want to be like that i always want to be growing but so it was back when i was a younger negotiator about 10 11 years ago and i remember talking to this person in crisis who wanted to take their own life and was ready to end because they couldn't see any other way. They couldn't see any other way of taking away the pain. Now, there's been a lot of research done on why people take their own life. And a lot of those survivors have said they didn't actually want to die, they just wanted the pain to go away and that they couldn't see any other way out of their situation. So when we become when we internalize and we don't express how we're feeling and we can't see a way through it we can't we have like blinkers tunnel vision so it's always easier to see the solution to somebody else's problems so if you think about a situation where a friend is talking to you or you're working with a colleague and you're listening to what they're saying you you might be sitting there going well why don't you just do this but they haven't seen it because they're in it And I often find that with my businesses, it's quite interesting, I have a a business coach and I have some people that I bounce business ideas off and I was at a mentoring week last week where we all sit down, there was 10 of us there, we were learning about strategy, planning the strategy for 2019 and sharing challenges of each business. Because we're all in completely different businesses and most of us didn't know each other, when you share and when you talk you get an unemotional point of view from the other person which is really interesting because they can see things that you can't see. And, And it's actually amazing, which is why we know, and again, there's a lot of research that's been done this that when we verbalize, it becomes easier. And when we have somebody else that bounces ideas off of us, it becomes easier to see a solution, whereas before we couldn't see it. So I'm talking to this person. They're telling me that they want to end their life. And one of the phrases they said was, Nobody cares about me now. For me, as a person at that time, I found that quite difficult to understand. That how could you have nobody in the whole world that would care about you? But that is somebody else's belief, not mine. So, there's two belief systems going on there there's one of the person who wants to end their life, and they believe their belief system is that nobody cares about me, there's me who is surrounded by people who i know love and care about me friends and family and so for me my belief is that there must be somebody in the world that cares about you so before engaging brain into mouth and thinking about that more clearly and it's not something i would ever say now um i said i care about you and the immediate reaction i got back is how can you possibly care about me you don't know me you don't know anything about me why don't you just fuck off Um, in a very emotional response and reflecting back and looking back in all the things i've learned over the years i can appreciate now why that person said what they said so if i take my example on sunday where i was very flat and very low and really struggling to see a way out of that having those comments didn't help me because i was in my own world now later on i can reflect on that and go actually i get that yes you know there are a lot of people worse off than me of course there are there's probably a lot of people worse off than all of us but when you're in a crisis and when you're dealing with emotions and challenges you don't want to hear that that's not a sentence um, that I would advise saying and if you do notice the reaction that you get back from it and when you get a reaction back from it just reflect on why that might be Is it because you're coming at the situation and trying to solve the problem from your point of view and actually you've taken that person away from their agenda and now it's about what you believe to be true rather than what they believe to be true? And I'm going to suggest and invite you to consider that that is the reason that those things happen. I remember sitting on a train listening to a daughter and um, I'm assuming her father, or certainly an older gentleman, and they were talking about going down to London for an audition. And it was a really interesting conversation. There was some great interaction. They were laughing and they were joking. And she was talking about what was going to happen and how excited she was. And then the older gentleman, I'm going to say her father, let's make that assumption that it was her father, said, um, what you need to do when you get on that stage is this. And as soon as he said that, he lost her interest. And the reason he lost her interest is because he took her away from her agenda and made it about his belief. So his belief and value system was that this is how she should do the audition, and hers was completely different. And she was in her own world, and she was talking about something that was very important to her. And then she was taken away from that agenda. Um, now I I know that I do this. I'm beginning to rec- I recognise it more, and keep beginning to recognise it more and more in my life, especially when I'm talking to Meg, who's 12. And I see that something will pop into my head and I'll say it and I'll look at her reaction. And in a millisecond, I've lost her. So there's her talking about something that's really important to her. I'm half listening, (laughs) if the truth be known, I'm half listening. And then something pops into my head like, uh, have you put the chickens away? And I'll say that and it will totally disrupt the conversation. And it will be about my agenda, what's going on in my head, rather than hers. So when you are offering support and empathy to somebody and you say a phrase, like a stock phrase, a, a, a phrase that kind of, and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but doesn't really mean anything. So like there's somebody worse off than you or it'll be better tomorrow or the sun always comes up the next day, whatever those sayings are for you. Just be mindful about how you might get a reaction from that. And what's going on for the other person and how that might reflect in their then communication and behaviour with you. And a different way of being able to empathise is is just to listen and and just to reflect back. So, for example, the person who said to me, um, nobody cares about me, nobody loves me, I'm unimportant to everybody. Now I would reflect back something along the lines of, you sound very lonely. So I haven't taken that conversation onto my agenda. I've just said a couple of words about how that person sounds. And actually, when you reflect language like that and are able to tap into somebody's emotions and and work out what it might be that they're feeling, you get a much better response and the other person feels that they've been listened to and that they are being understood a lot greater ...than they would have been if you had said a stock phrase... ...which means nothing to them. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps um, some of you to understand... ...that when you are trying to be kind... ...or giving solutions to a problem... ...that you might get pushback from them. And the reason you might get pushback... ...is because that's not about them... ...and it's not about their agenda... Okay, I look forward to speaking to you next week. I hope you have a good one and I'll catch up with you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.